Today on The Breakdown, we are going to get real serious. We're going to take it all the way down to 12 from about a 14. <laughs> because, because we're doing the thing we did one other time where Mariano is in a hand on Hustler Casino Live. And it, don't worry, it's going to be a huge pot. It's going to be, you know, more money than most people make in a year. It's going to be in the middle. It's going to be fine. There's going to be bluffing. There's going to be strange plays. It's all confusing and wonderful. I mean, for, once again, we did, chose not to go solver with this, partially because there are three players or more on the flop. Uh, instead, we're doing Mario in a blog. Vlog? <laughs> Glog? Mario in a vlog, because, of course, this is from his vlog, uh, where he talks about what all his reasoning is. And guess what? We haven't watched that yet, because why would we do that? No, instead, what we're going to do is we're going to analyze his hand and then find out what Mario thought. We did this once before. And we were, is the word underwhelmed fair to say? Is that fair? Grant's, Grant's giving me the nod, as in it is. So that doesn't mean that's going to be the case this time. But I will say this. Mario has some explaining to do. And I'm excited to find out where we stand on everything. We're going to sit down right now and do this on The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Yeah, here we are. We're breaking it down like a cardboard box. That's good. So the format is pretty important here because it's interesting. We're we're not doing this only with Mariano. Maybe we'll do it with other vloggers too. Might, but it's just just the opportunity has arisen. Yes. If you want to hear the other podcast first and you haven't heard it yet, I suggest you do that. Oh. Um, To just lay a base, you know? Jeez. It it came out on December 27th, 2022. Do we know the name of it? It's called How the Hell Did Mariano Do This? (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah. So if you want to check that out before listening to this one, that's a good way to go about it. Cool. uh, Because that's the first time we've ever done that where we don't have a solver at the end or anything. What we're doing now is the same thing. We watch the hand on silent without knowing Mariano's thoughts because he's talking about what he's thinking as as the hand plays out. And uh, so we know the actions of the hand. We don't know why he did them. We definitely don't know why he did them, as well, you'll not see. Yet. Maybe, maybe we'll find out as we go through. Like, we'll come up with some stuff. That's true. That happens sometimes. It where does. We think a play doesn't make sense, and then yeah. we're like, you know what? That is a good play. Yeah. But I will say, last time we did the Mariano hand, we were like, this feels a bit off. And like, maybe, maybe he'll be able to explain stuff in his vlog, and we'll be like, oh, okay, let's find out. You know, and we were all excited, and then he didn't say anything that impressed us, right? Right. Not to say Mariano is a bad player no, or a no. bad vlogger, just that's an, an individual occurrence that happened where we were confused by his plays, which we thought were subpar or above par, which is how they should say it, but they fucked that one up, oh, didn't they? True. All of society fucked that's it up. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, and it turned out that his explanation didn't lend any help, you know? And, and yes. Even, and our breakdown didn't lend any help either. We didn't go through it and figure stuff out. We, we were like, yeah, we were like, this is why he did the thing he did. We were like, we don't know why he did this. We don't think he should. But we, and we can't go with any reason why he did. And when he got to his explanation, he was saying, well, I could do this, I could do this, it could be for this reason, he could have this, he could have this, I don't really know. And he just kept saying that, basically, it seemed. Um, and then put the chips in and, and called, I think, or whatever he did. And it happened to be right that time, right? What I'm rooting for is this time to be different. Yeah, me too. Because immediately, as soon as the flop comes out and action happens on the flop, there are questions that we have about Mariano's plays. Really big questions. That maybe, again, maybe in our own breakdown, we'll find reasons for them that we didn't come to immediately when watching the hand, and that would be like, oh, okay, Mariano was thinking in this way that most likely, and then we'll find out if we were right. Or 
we'll get to the end of this hand and be like, why the hell did Mariano do that? And watch Mariano's video, and one of two things will happen. It'll be like last time, we'll be like, ah, oh, that was not what we wanted to hear as far yeah. as justifying the play. Or we'll be like, damn, that was smart. We like that. So I think my favorite outcome is that we still don't like the play at the end of this uh, breakdown, but then Mariano convinces us it's a good play. That's my favorite. Uh, That's my that, favorite most like fun the, outcome. That would be the coolest outcome. Yeah. That would be super cool, actually. I agree. Actually, the other really cool outcome is as we're breaking it down, we sort of come to some really interesting, weird stuff. We're like, maybe it's because of this, and that, that actually makes sense. We get stolen, and then he says the same thing. Yeah. That's also fun. Yep. Um, the worst is what happened last time, <laughs> <laughs> which is we don't really know why he would have done this, and then he doesn't give at least articulate a clear reason either that is satisfying. Where do you rank if we come around on the play and start liking the play, and then Mariano on his own vlog shits on the play? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, He's like, I just made mistakes here. I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. yeah. But we ended up being like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think that's so unlikely, but I would be pretty pretty charmed by that one, too, I think. I'd be pretty into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So we know what the the bad outcome is. We hope it's not that one. Right. Um, I guess we'll find out. Cool. We're going to talk any more about uh, hunting people or or stuff? Oh, like like last time? Like last time, yeah, with the whole... Most if you want to bring stuff. up some sort of group of people you'd like to hunt, we can huh. talk about that and the Wait. viability of hunting that group versus another group. When you group. say group, that feels like questionable. Yeah, like, like a race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I just felt for the new listeners yeah. who are like, what is happening? What have I just started listening to? It's not what you think. Or maybe, I mean, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's not what you think. You know, it's, it's, it's a joke based on us talking about hunting the elderly last Yeah, we were time. hunting the elderly. Not That's the only group. That we would hunt. Yeah, because they're, they're going to die soon anyway. Well, let me put it this way. That's not the only group we would hunt, but we would only hunt groups who were organized by age. Of course. Right? So elderly, yes. We wouldn't do it by race or sexual orientation no, or ridiculous. anything like that. No, no, no. Or ideology. Just old people. <laughs> no, or, or people you know, between or 25 young, and 40. Or young people or <laughs> yeah. middle-aged people. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we like... To, like as you're stabbing someone through the neck, you can be like, "I just want you to know it's only because of how old you are." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't think it means it. There's, don't read anything more into this. So okay? we're doing the same opening twice in a row. <laughs> Apparently, we're basically I didn't just mean doing to. the hunting the people I just, opening. I really like that opening last time. So I, I wanted to bring it up again, but we don't have to talk about that. I got it out of my system. Let's yeah. talk about something else that's more poker related. Okay, because I have a curiosity, and maybe maybe you you have answers, but maybe you don't. I probably do. All right. So I know, like, Nick Airball is a frequenter on, on Hustler Casino. He's going to be in this hand. Yes. I see a lot of chatter about him being an asshole. What mm. do you know about this guy? Because I don't know much. Um, I've seen, you know, a bunch of clips of him from Hustler Casino Live, and I saw the thing he wrote at, during the whole Robbie J. Lude thing that went down because there was a point when he, I guess, lent money to Robbie's... Yeah, I heard about that boyfriend-ish, not actual boyfriend guy, the guy who was with her. I don't Rip. remember. Rip, thank you. And then Rip came out and said, put down Nick on social media, and Nick fought back. Um, my overall take on Nick Airball is that he is, he likes to hear his own voice a lot, and he likes to talk trash, and he does it at times, which I think are a little not great, but mostly fine. Mostly, okay. he's, he mostly it's, he feels like he's in the spirit of the game, but like when Button Clicker... I saw that one. Right. So Button Clicker lost like an $850,000 pot to Nick in a super rough way where there's just no way to really get around it. Yeah. Like, 
Um, it would have been insane to fold his hand, and he had outs and didn't get there. And Nick got very lucky. That's going to happen. That's fine. And then after the guy left, Nick really talked a lot of shit about the guy, which just seemed inappropriate, especially because he knows it's getting filmed, you know? Yeah. It's one thing if the guy leaves and it's just them, and that's it. But he's saying it to the whole world, really. So he's saying it as if the guy, he's basically saying it to the guy's face. I don't know. It just seemed like really inappropriate and, and off to me. Yeah. And as I remember actually in that, in that hand, as Airball was collecting the chips, he said, was that the biggest pot of your life? Yes. To the guy. That's the the guy said yes, yeah. though, because yeah. it was. I mean, it is a really big pot. Yeah. In fairness. Um, I, you may be wondering, uh, since we're talking about Nick Airball, how he's done on Hustler Casino. Oh, yeah, because you have all the stats from uh, whoever the great human is who puts together that stuff. Trackingpoker.com. This is as of uh, January 24th, 2023, so it's about a week old, but still pretty, pretty good information. So Nick Airball's played 52 sessions. Okay. Let's play the game. How, you, you've seen a bunch of his hands, haven't you? Have you? I've seen a bunch of his I've hands. I've seen a few, at least. He plays wide ranges, puts a lot of money at different times. That's I'm going to go, he's down 600K. He's shockingly up half a million dollars. Wow. Now, that button clicker hand, I guess, is all of it, right? He yeah. loses that hand, he's actually down 300K. Yeah. So that's how, that's how close this, this is. That sound, it sounds better than it is, I guess, is what I'm, what I'm getting at. But that's at just the case in, in high-stakes, deep-stack games. Like it can be, yeah. Pots that size don't come around very often, so how those pots go right. define the entirety of your profit and right. loss for a, a long period of time. But the board, the board pairs on the river... Probably even if the board pairs on the turn, but definitely with the board pairing on the river, like Nick's just down 300k. And well, they that. ran it twice actually. No, they so. did not. I thought they did. No. Nope. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong about that. They, they got it all in it. on the turn. I thought they only ran it once, but maybe I'm. Maybe I'm incorrect. Anyway, either way, he he won it all. So yeah. But you're right. Actually, if they ran it twice, then most of the time he gets at least half the pot, and he's still up at least 100k. Yeah. In the 52 sessions. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that's how he's done. I'm really surprised he's done that well. By the way, Mike X, who's a guy who plays ridiculous ranges and never falls no matter what, also up half a million dollars. I don't understand. Double M, who seems to play, I think, reasonably well and is thoughtful and seems pretty good and all that, at least, um, also up half a million dollars and a lot less sessions, but like up a similar amount. It's it's odd to me how this all all happens. I mean, even though Hustler runs all the time, it's still a small sample size of poker hands of to find out is. who's actually the best. Of you know? course it is. Yeah. And of course they're playing, they're not, they're not playing, you know, it's, it's not all in a vacuum, right? Yeah. They're playing, you know, sometimes the table's a lot softer than other times. Right. And sometimes the stakes are a lot higher or a lot lower. Of course. You know, if you, if you run bad at the highest stakes you play, it's going to be a real hit. To it your, would, your it would actually be amazing if trackingpoker.com and it's not fair to ask this, so I don't, I'm not really asking it. Have but like it would, a big blind adjusted. Exactly. Give us the, how much they're up in big blinds and also the cash, because then we'd really have a much better sense of some of these players who played so many hands and you know, so many sessions. Nick Vertucci's played 182 sessions somehow. You know? That's, that would be tough to do, though, because so many times the structure changes throughout yes. the show or there's like straddles getting put on all the time. Well, you know, you're tracking, although you can track this, I guess, just by like looking yeah, at the overall. It's much things, easier. Yeah. Of course. You could, you could do an, your best a version of it though, even and you like, it's a little off, but it's kind of close. Even that would be something. That's a lot of work. Yep. I'm not going to do it. Mr. Beast, by the way, number 13 on the board. Here, oh yeah. $438,000. He, um, he's only played once, but it went pretty well. He needs more money. So good for him. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of cash that guy. Anyway. So that's, that's your, that's my Nick Airball thing. You got anything to say? Nope. I was just curious what your take was. Mm. Cause most of the stuff that I've seen, 
Social media is like people not liking him. I think he comes off as a not super likable guy, and also you know as really spewy. Yeah, in, in a lot of in a lot of cases. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time to get to the hand. Okay. This was suggested by Miss Overfitting, which I believe is a chemistry term or a chemistry joke, as explained to us once by Miss Overfitting on Discord. Uh, you're not going to be able to find it, Jonathan. I'm not looking. Up. Yeah, sure you are. But, of course, you don't remember this, but you were mispronouncing the name, yeah. and Miss Overfitting corrected you on Discord and explained the joke. Because I was saying miso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was something, something to do with chemistry. Anyway. Well, uh, you know what an overfitted model is? What? It's a mathematical model that contains more parameters than can be justified by the data or the data, depending on who you talk to. Okay. So if you miss, do that. Yeah. So you, you, you can see why that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, Miss Overfitting. Yes. Suggested on Discord. That's a place to suggest. There's a link in the description of this podcast that brings you to our Discord where you can join a community of fellows. Uh, and I mean, come on. Really? You have to make this... And 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 females. I meant it. I meant it gender neutral. Like didn't you know, come off that way. Like you're you have a fellowship. Oh, fellowship. Yeah, yeah. I wish he had said that. Yeah, like Before you're you like you get everybody. to be Boromir. Congratulations. He lives for all, almost the entire movie. Yeah, almost. And is all, it also betrays everybody right when he dies. Ah, uh, but it's not his fault. It's the ring's fault. Sorry, spoilers. Anyway, it's the ring's fault. Right. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, the it's not the ring. It's the weather's fault that I hit your grandma with my car. Like, the ring fucks everybody up, man. Look at Gollum. He looks pretty good. Can you do the voice? <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> I no, you I, cannot. It's been a long time since yeah. I saw any of those movies. The precious. He did okay. That was pretty good. Yeah. But he has such... He doesn't have hate in his heart, you know? It's just the ring. It's just right. The that's ring. what I'm saying. See, that's why it's so good. That's why the show's so good. Because everyone's a good guy except for the ring, who's a bad. Even Sauron, yeah, good guy, yeah. And if without the ring, it's a good guy. Yeah, that's gonna Rings of Power season three. It's all gonna. Come uh, out. Yeah, I can't wait. Anyway, oh my god, yes. Discord please. is a place to suggest. You could also suggest on Twitter. Okay, we are the poker guys on Twitter. Great. So we got four blinds in this game. Sure, and a big blind Annie. Right. Twenty five fifty one hundred two hundred. With a $100 big blind Annie, who knows who that's paid by? Who gives a shit? Yeah, one of the players. It doesn't matter. Let's get to the hand. Nick yes. Airball is in the cutoff, which sounds like late position, but it is not because that is the cutoff as related to where the small blind begins. Correct. So there's four blinds, which means it's harder to get it through than if you were in what position would this be? The low jack? The hijack. You're opening. You're opening from the hijack. Oh no, you're right. The low jack. I'm sorry. This will be the low jack, but yeah. it's harder to get a raise through from here than the real low jack in a two blind game because there's more people invested in the pot. Right. He's going to open king ten off. Okay. It feels like it's got to be the very bottom of the possible things you could open if you could open it at all. Right. Agreed. I don't know. I if mean, you if you open king jack off, we wouldn't think anything of it, right? Yeah. King nine off, we'd be like, that's ridiculous. King ten off seems bad, but you can make a straight. It, it, it's he's gonna have position a lot. It can't be that bad. It can't be the worst, but it's you know he. You said he he was wide ranges. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he he opens much wider than this, and this just happens to be the hand he has. I think that's probably true. Uh, here here's a dandy for you. Okay. So he opens to five hundred. Charles Charles, who has seventy one k. Nick Airball has two hundred sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Is in the big blind, which means he has fifty dollars in the pot. Yeah. Nick has made it 500. There's two players behind. Charles is going to call 
with Jack Eight offsuit. How do you feel about that? I do not like that play. How come? Well, it's a lot different than being in the big blind with nobody behind you, isn't it? And even yes. if you were in the big blind and there was nobody behind you, that would mean that Nick Airball just 10x'd it, and you should probably fold anyway. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay, if we're, if we're doing yeah. it that way, of course you should. And why yeah. wouldn't you be doing it that way? That's the investment you have to make. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. No, that's, that's correct. That's a good way to look at it. You're right. Hey, there is that $100 big blind ante, though, which maybe Charles paid. Right, which he, the, he put the fifty dollars. It matters. says big blind ante. So in his mind, he's put. You know, he's already got some soldiers out there. Right. Um, if you think like that, by the way, in any game that has a big blind ante, you, you're in trouble. You need to stop doing yeah. that. That is the that belongs to the pot. That does not count towards your call. It's not useful in any way to you to think of that as your money anymore. So you're gonna love this. I'm. I can't wait. I looked up Charles. Oh, all right. On trackingpoker.com, see how he's doing. All right, so you were way off with Nick Airball. Yep. Let's see how you do with Charles. He's played 16 sessions. So he's up like $3 million. <laughs> well, the all-time leader is Garrett Adelstein at 1.5, and there's only one other person with a million, and that's JRB. Okay. So, Charles no. is down 320 k Huh. That's interesting. Um, so hold on. I just Because I was looking at the other thing. I got to find him again. He is not down 320 k He is up 320 k Huh. So you got... I mean, you're wrong, but it's weird. $322,600. Wow. He is up okay. um, in 16 sessions. All right. So apparently you can make this call in this table and still be up 300 k I mean, it's a small sample size. It sure is, yeah. but still, it seems bad. I, I don't... Do like you want to say what, what you said to me before we started recording about this, uh, about this, this game? That I can't believe that players are making the decisions they're making at stakes this big? Yes. That is what you said. It was this call that led me to say that. Of course it would be. Yeah. How could it not be my God? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but to each their own, you know, he wants to play the hand. I mean, yeah, go for it, man. Go for it. It's just, it's a, it's a tough road to victory when you, when you make calls like this. That's all. But he's up 300K. What do we know? What do we know? Nothing. We know lots of things. We know that Rainbow Kitty is next to act from the third blind. Right. So that is, in your mind... What is a rainbow kitty? Ah, okay. Well, it's definitely sort of a, a cartoony character. It's, it's a drawn character, okay. obviously. Um, it's not Hello Kitty, because that's probably what you go to with your ridiculous... I don't want to even say Why it. Why are you it's starting? It's so with, bad. What are you doing? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you, can't open the, you can't open Pandora's box and then be upset when all the different things come out. I can't give out. you a fun prompt and expect <laughs> not for you to like make something up about how I'm a perv or something. I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> I just implied it. Whatever. It doesn't have to be that. It could have been something else. You just love Japanese. You love manga. I don't know. Anyway, um, what is Rainbow Kitty? It's, um, it's like a brand. It's a brand of like food. It's a food brand. <laughs> that's not <laughs> for where humans. I, that's not where I expected it's you like to go. Candy, with that. candy. That I would eat candy called Rainbow Kitty. It's not where I expected. Where did you, you expect me to go with it? I thought you were gonna say it's like a cat that's painted with a rainbow on it. Oh yeah, or a rainbow that acts like a cat. So so straightforward. Yeah. So literal. Yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy who thinks lateral, bro. I'm jumping over to the other side. You know what I'm saying? I'm not walking. <laughs> All right. You know, Yep. end up on a different cloud. Yep. 
And that's why you're the best VC in the business. <laughs> you got to know where the puck is going to end up, not where it is right now. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's like, where's the puck? I'm like, I don't care where the puck is. Yeah. Where's it going to be? Right. That's me. That's my, that's my cloud. I'm, I'm over here inventing the forward pass as far as VCs are concerned. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're all, they're all running the ball yeah. into the line. Fucking idiots. I think it's cricket. Anyway, <laughs> this call happens from Charles. Right. Okay. He calls with Jack 8. Fine. Rainbow Kitty is in the third blind. Yeah. So $100 in there. A little bit more reasonable. Calls with Ace 4 off. I mean, it's more reasonable. Is it good? I would say it's probably a losing call, but yeah. it's not abhorrent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's definitely a losing call, right? Most likely. Sometimes we, the, the big blind raises. What are we hoping to hit with this hand? Like a couple fours. Yeah. Two pair straights. Straight would be great if we could flop a straight. Like, like if we flop top pair and a lot of action goes in, it's not really great. Yeah. This is much better as a three better a fold. But you'd be okay calling out of Mariano's spot with his hand, Absolutely. Because right? we're closing the action. We, we close the action. We're getting a better price. Yeah. Um, those two things really matter. I agree. Anyway, um, Rainbow Kitty makes this call. We're out of position to one less player, too. Yeah. Mariano's, okay, fine. Mariano's in the fourth blind for yes. $200. Got 66K in front of him. And he's got ace, eight of diamonds. Okay. Well, he could, two, he could raise. There's two options here. Yeah, he could raise or he could call. Both I mean, are fine. It's possible that... If you have no fold equity at all at this table, then yeah. you probably shouldn't raise, even though this hand rates to be the best hand at least some of the time. I think you have very little fold equity with Nick Yarabell in the hand. Like, I think he's just not folding to a three bet unless you make it so massive that you probably don't want to do it. Like, you have my to make guess. it like 4,000 or something or bigger? Um, something like that. Maybe, maybe 3,500 gets through sometimes, but do you really want to do that? Not like, really. That seems crazy, right? Like, 2,000, 2,200 should be more than enough, right? 2,500 max. And... I don't like how deep are they? Nick Airball starts the hand with a quarter million dollars in front of but him. Mariano is 66K. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know that Airball does that, brings all that money so he can fold to like three bets. Like if you watch these guys play, like there's three betting constantly and, and like no one ever really folds to them. Well, like, it sounds like a good hand to call with then because yeah. it's not quite good enough to three bet for value. Right. You're like we'd need to be able to get some folds sometime. Yeah, like we want to have, a, I mean, Ace Jack might be good enough to three bet for value it might be. against these guys, yeah. but. Maybe. That's close. But I think Ace-8 suited is a perfectly good call if we've got no fold equity. All right. That's what Mariano does. Cool. I don't think we're going to need to hear too much explanation from him on that. I mean, it seems like it's probably pretty standard play. Yep. Pots 21-25. Yes. But that's not important. Right. Nitro betting is important. Yes. If the next time you're with your family, you don't mention nitro betting, you know, think about your life a little bit. Like, think about what, what am I actually trying to accomplish? Like, what is the meaning of me going to the same place every day, getting a paycheck, eating a sandwich, going home, going to sleep, waking up. What's the point? If I'm going to go see Mima and all the kids, and I'm not going to say anything about nitro betting, I'm not putting my dent on that interaction with something cool, with something spectacular. I was just there talking about politics, talking about the weather. What am I doing? Mm. What's the point? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the nitro betting way is to... Realize there is a point, and the point is to sports bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get your, you gotta make your mark in the world by betting on the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. But well, you know, like that's fun. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of fun on nitro betting. If you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for nitro betting, you get access to our monthly tournament. You get access to cool sports betting promotions that they do every once in a while. Mm. We had a. 
earlier earlier this year we had an NFL survivor pool, which was actually not a huge pool because it was just for the people who signed up through us, and certainly not everybody who signed up through us did the survivor pool. Right. So I don't know what the field ended up being fifty or a hundred people or something. It was a small field, and one of our people got to win a thousand dollars. Yep. Like for for free, just because they used the link. It was actually just our people in, in that particular. Pool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so like stuff like that comes up. Yeah, it's really worth it. Is if you like the sports bet at all, even if you've never sports bet in your life, it's a free roll. If you know anything about sports, why not? Sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, there's also casino games for those inclined, Jonathan. There's also other poker for those inclined, Jonathan. So you know, next time you see your grandparents, just let them know. Nitro betting is where it's at. I don't care for your apple pie. <laughs> I want to talk about nitro betting. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. anything to add over there? You look like you got something to add. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting for you. You keep saying all these things, which are great sound bites, and I have a thing to say when you end on a sound bite, and then you just keep going, and it's fine that you keep going, but I'm like, oh, that would have been a good thing if you just stopped right there, and then, oh, that would be a good yeah. thing, and then, uh, and, I'm, and then that wasn't a good sound bite where you just ended Okay. Up, so I can't. Well, so give us like a, a wrap-up. Give us a wrap-up sentence to the Nitro ad. If you want your elderly family to go to the grave feeling like you're nothing, like you're not going to carry on the tradition then don't mention nitro betting next time you're hanging out with them. Nice. If you want the opposite, if you want them seconds away from death, they're about to pull the plug to, to be thinking, you know what? Young Jeffrey really is going to make something in this world. He really is going to make a dent. Then what you got to do is tell him to use the link in the description, baby. Nitro betting. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do my thing. Um, that was good. That was great. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it untouched. You don't. You don't want to do. Your thing? I'm gonna do my thing another time. It was okay. your thing was good as it was. Okay. I don't. We don't need me to sully it. Okay. All right. Thanks. Like Sully Sullenberger. I, I figured that might hit you in the right place. Mm-hmm. That's like your type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. You know that. Where the people die. People dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you didn't tell them about nitro is strong, and yeah. uh, and making a dent always you know resonates. Oh, you got to make a dent. That's the VCU way. Right. Twenty-one twenty-five. In the pot. Okay. $2,125. Yeah. The important hands. I'm just going to tell you which the important hands are going to be. Nick Airball does have a king 10. It's a king, jack, eight, two spade, one diamond board. Mariano has ace, eight of diamonds. So he's got bottom pair in the backdoor diamonds. And Charles, the guy whose call we hated so much, has the best hand with bottom two pair, jack, eight. And ace, four is nothing. Because the flop is king, jack, eight. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, so this is interesting because this looks like it's a little bit of a cooler um, against Nick Airball right now, right? Like Nick flops top pair. Yep. Has backdoor straight draw mm-hmm. as well. And uh, Charles flops bottom too. I mean, I guess we could say Mariano has bottom pair and a backdoor, but it's not like, it's, like he's the least exciting of these hands, right? But we do know that this whole episode is predicated on us yes. doing our analysis and then seeing what Mariano has to say. And it's not Mariano analyzing other people play No, poker. it's not. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so let's see what happens here. All right, so everybody checks Nick Airball. To the Razor, sure. Which seems fine. Yep. I think um, Charles could just lead if you wanted to. You don't want to give him a free turn card with this hand. It wouldn't be absurd to, rate, to lead. You're going to get a lot of bets on this board, Yeah, I think, from Nick. Yeah, especially if he's a guy who bets a lot. Yeah, which uh, I think he is. King, Jack, 8, 2 spades. If you're Nick Airball and you get called in all these spots, what is your action when they check to you when you have King, 10? Um, I mean, we're... Excited to bet. And how much are you betting into 2125? Well, this is a pretty wet board. Um, there's a lot of dynamism here, right? There's a million straight draws. There's a flush draw. 
There's all the things. Um, we have a 10, which box of straight draws a little bit, I guess. But I think we should bet. I think we should bet, like, sizably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, two-thirds of the pot or something is fine. And we're just folding to any raise? I don't know if we can fold to any raise with top pair on this board against these guys. It gets to be a little crappy. That's no limit hold'em. It is. It's, uh, you know, the Cadillac of poker. We can't, we, if we're going to bet a lot on this board, then this is the kind of hand we have to call with when we, when we bet and get raised, right? Because we're going to have so many folds. Yeah. So much air, right? Yeah. We just have to call with top pair to start with, especially when we don't have any spades in our hand. We just, I mean, it would be better not to block the straight draws with the top pair to call. Of course, but we don't block the spade draws. Yeah. That's really good. It is good. It's and we, a, have a yeah. we have a backdoor straight draw I do ourselves. think betting is mandatory, but this is just multi-way deep stack poker. It's just rough sometimes. No question about it. It sucks if we get raised. And, but there's a lot of reasonable turn cards for us that, that don't immediately improve our hand, i.e. queens and nines, as well as kings and tens are yeah. pretty good for us. We turn open-ended you know, eight, eight times. Now, some of those are spades, but still, six times. There's six cards which just turn us open-ended. That's pretty good. It's interesting to call them times. I like that. Six instances? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not exactly, but no, it's no, just not cards. Yeah, it's just six, cards. Yeah. Six outs to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to get some times. In anyway, I think, it's a, I think it's a mandatory bet. And I think it's against the way they play on this show. Like Mariano's in the hand. If Mariano were to check race here, I'm sure a lot of people think he might be based on everything, too. But if Mar- like, that guy has a lot of weird plays in him, and we absolutely can't fold top pair to him. Well, we bet 1,500, 75% of pot. Okay. More like seventy two percent, but whatever. That seems fine. Yeah. All right. Charles in the big blind next to act has the bottom two pair. Mandatory raise, yeah? Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be some real problems if we get three bet. I, I think don't... we have to fold to a three bet. Oh, uh, like fuck. Because the problem is, like, if we're up against a big draw, yeah. Like Nick has ace ten of spades, queen ten of spades, ace queen of spades, nine ten of spades. Jack or Queen Ten, oh, we did Queen Nine of Spades. Any of that, he might just put in a three bet right now. Yeah, and we're just gonna like, it's gonna suck. But it seems like we can't just let Mariano come in for free. And the other guy, Rainbow Kitty. Rainbow Kitty is behind us too. That's right. Yeah, we we just have to raise right now. And if we get re-raised, depending on the player, like, but a lot of times we have to fold. If they have at least a reason to three bet, usually when they three bet, it's a problematic spot because. The hands that you just listed are the ones we're ahead of, and we don't have amazing equity against those. Of course we don't. We're certainly less than 50, 50 against the range. Right. When the range includes a lot of made hands that are better than our hand. I would assume if we raise right now, like, what does it look like we have? I mean, well, we can have the big draws ourselves. Yes. We also can absolutely pocket eights. Like, that's the obvious monster yep. hand that we can have, right? Apparently we can have king eight and... We can clearly have king jack. King jack, yeah. Um... I guess Jack Eight Suit is probably the worst hand we're raising for value, so maybe we can fold this hand because, um, like, the monster draws that we raise, even if it isn't like Ace Ten of Spades, even if it's just like Seven um, Nine of Spades, right? But even if it's worse than that, even if even if we're just trying to take Ace Five of Spades and raise it, yeah, like that's a hand that we probably can't fold to a three bet, depending on how deep we are, right? right? Well, because, because that we, hand can win still. We can't be dead with right. that hand, whereas like this hand can be nearly dead, right? This hand could be screwed against King yeah. Jack, King King Jack Jack, yeah. I guess 8-8. Eight, eight. When we block Jack-Jack and 8-8 eight, eight pretty yeah. hard, but still. And, and like you said, the hands that want to put in a 3-bet are doing very well against us equity-wise as a group. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we, yeah, maybe it's just a raised fold, and you're like, God. Yeah, I think they're just some of those in poker. Yeah. I feel like it's, like it's like how we used to talk about ace-queen like 10 years ago. You and I, I mean. Yeah. We would be like talking about spots uh, with ace-queen. We'd be like, I hate turning it into a bluff when I 3-bet, yeah. you know? But I feel like I have to 3-bet with this hand. And it's just one of those hands that sometimes you have to 3-bet fold. Yeah. You know, it's just... 
sometimes you three might go with it depending on the situation, but th- that's kind of this spot. I think so. Yeah. I mean, how much money does Charles have? 71K. And yeah, Nick bets 1,500. If Charles were to raise, which it feels like he has to, he makes it 5,500 or whatever, 7,000, anything like that. There's still so much money back. Yeah. It would seem like a real disaster to put it all in right now on this flap. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But Charles does raise, which I think is the right play. I agree. He foraxes it. He goes 6K, which with two players behind, I think is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Fine thing to do. Um, Rainbow Kitty folds. Of course. Here's where we're going to need an explanation from Mr. Mariano. The beginning well, of we'll where see. we need Maybe an explanation. Maybe we'll figure it out. Mariano flats. Again, king, jack, eight, two spades, one diamond. He has ace, eight of diamonds. It went bet, raise, and now it's to him. Yeah. He's going to cold flat the whole thing. One thing I'm sure of, and by sure I mean 95%, is that he would not have done this if he didn't have the backdoor diamonds. Oh, I have to believe he's, the backdoor diamonds is part of this for him. I have to believe that. But, like, so what? Yeah, why, why is he doing this? I mean, maybe he's going to give a player-specific explanation. Maybe something about Charles is that he is really bluff-heavy. But still, like, an eight is so vulnerable to everything. We have to really improve to hit another ace, or hit an ace, hit another eight, and sometimes, by the way, the ace makes queen 10 um, or backdoor diamonds. Or ace king, although Charles can't really have ace king at all. No. So um, here's another problem that you haven't even mentioned. Nick Airball's still in the hand, too, and he bet yeah. into three other players. Now, I don't know how many checks he has on this board. Even though there's three other players, they see bet a lot in this game. So I would guess he's got probably too many C bets. But he's going to have a hand also a fair amount of time that he's not folding. This may be one of them. That'll be an interesting conversation when we get there, right? Um, but, like, he has hands, too, and he could have a monster, right? He, he, he's uncapped right now. Yeah. So that makes this even more questionable to me. I mean, Mariano maybe thinks that unless Charles has a really nutted hand, that he's going to be able to see the river for free a lot of the time because it's so strong when he flats here. So if he has turns any back doors, he's going to get to realize them for free, perhaps? I mean, the only hand that Mariano has that, that Charles can be afraid of right now is King Jack, right? That's it. I mean, Mariano he could also have... Has, yeah, what? I mean, he doesn't have too many sets because of pre-flop. I mean, there's one, set, there's one combo of eights left. There's one combo of jacks left. Mariano's three-betting both of those at least a fair amount of the time pre, I think. So... Yeah, it's just King Jack from Charles's point of view. And like, okay, but you even blocked that a little bit. And Mariano might put in another race with King Jack right now. Like, he might just three-bet this wet board. Yeah. Like, willing yeah. to get it, willing to go with it, you know? This is just a phenomenally strange play in my mind. Yeah. For him to flat here. I think that's well, well said. Uh, I don't really get this either. Except he has position on Charles. He has, it's almost like he's got to sit there and be like, okay. I think I can win this pot from Charles later. I think he raises too much. I'm looking at Nick, and I think Nick is definitely folding. Like, I look at him, and I can tell he's going to fold, which okay. sometimes you can do. Like, yeah. sometimes you, can, you get a feel for this, right? So he's like, okay, so Nick isn't behind me, really, and I have position, and I get to see what he does on the turn. It looks really strong when I flat here, right? Um, if any draw card comes in and he checks, I'm betting, mm-hmm. right? Um, although, why are we calling? What are we calling for? What is the purpose of this call? This goes back to your yeah. point. Like, we're calling because we think we have the best hand. We're calling because we have a backdoor diamond draw, which almost never comes in. Like, you know how unlikely that is? I mean, sure, it can happen, but it's like 4%. It's not, it's not high. We're putting in $6,000 right now, and we're just not... We only have 60000 behind. This, this just doesn't come in enough. We have to believe we can somehow... 
either steal this pot later or we just have the best hand a lot here. Both those things seemed a little questionable to me. I agree. I do not like this play as of now. Neither do I. I don't think that I'm going to get flipped on this particular play unless Mariano says something amazing. It'd be cool if he did. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I really am. I know. I, wa- I want him to say something that blows us away. I That'd really, so I really awesome. would love that too. But holy God, this seems bad. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. And it might seem sometimes on the show, like when we don't like a play by yeah. a known player that we're like reveling in not liking the play, but that's just because we get excited about plays that we don't like. Cause it's like hard to figure out why a player who has yeah. respect from the community would make plays like this. Right. Mario's not an idiot. Yeah. Like when we, even when we did the last one and we're like, well, here's all the things we're thinking about, and we can't figure out why he does this. Then we listen to him, and he basically said all the same things that we were thinking about that he was thinking about. So, like, we're all so like we should respect his thought process because it's somewhat similar to ours, yeah. right? Um, so it's weird that he makes this play because this is, seems so far away from reasonable. But maybe he'll say something useful, or maybe he'll say he lost his freaking mind. Yeah. Maybe he'll say like, "Oh, I didn't realize there was a raise, and I was just calling with bottom pair in the back door, and oh my god, then I saw you raised." It seems very unlikely. It does. He's sitting right there. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know how else we even get here unless he's got a perfect read on these guys, which also seems questionable. Yep, yeah, seems like such an obvious fold. It does. Anyway, he calls. I mean, his call really makes it like bails Nick Airball out of this whole pot. Yeah, and you can't call now as Nick Airball. You right? should. You should not call when when Mariano flats the whole thing. That's yeah. usually super strong. Yeah, I mean, it's already a tough spot when you're facing a six K raise from Charles. I mean, you're just you're definitely calling that though. Yeah, but you don't it like it, but you're you're doing it. Yeah, but now now it's like ah, I'm never ahead. You have two guys like this. I guess they could both have monster draws somehow. Yeah, but like that's it. Otherwise, you're just losing. Yep. Yeah. So Nick does the right thing and he gets out of there. Yep. The pot is fifteen thousand six hundred twenty-five dollars, and the gods smile down upon Mariano as the seven of diamonds hits the turn. So it's not an eight, which would be terrible. It's not an oh ace, which would be great. Yeah. Um, Seven diamonds, pretty good. Nine ten comes in. Nine ten comes in, but we did hit the backdoor diamond. I mean, we can beat anything on the right river now. We get there 20% of the time. It's not the end of the world. Yep. All right, so Charles is first to act. That yep. might be part of Mariano's call. Yes. Do you want to continue on this card as Charles? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. I mean, if Mariano just... It's hard for Mario to have most of the nine tens and call that raise, right? Yes, nine ten of spades. I guess he could decide to just flat there. I guess he probably does it with nine ten of diamonds too, based on this. Okay. Yeah, that's two combos, and we may also think nine ten of spades. He actually raises with instead of calls with here. He might just be like, "Let's go. Let's just put it in, right?" Yeah. Um, because any scare card comes, I'm not going to get paid when the spade comes. I want to make sure I get paid, and if I have full equity, cool. So. We can maybe even eliminate a bunch of the nine ten spades that would be there. Yeah. Obviously, there's only one combo, but in terms of like out of the range, we could eliminate a big chunk of them that would be just a big chunk of percentage of the time you would have it. I think you would put in the, the three bet right on the flop. Mm-hmm. So now we're just talking nine ten of diamonds, which as Charles, we might not even think could be there. Yeah. I might just assume he folds that. Now we see this, so we think maybe it is there, but. What I'm so I would of, think it's easy to continue is what I'm Yeah, what I'm kind to. of coming to is that we need to continue to charge the draws because that feels like the most likely thing that Mariano has is a draw. And that means to me that with Mariano's stack, if we continue and he shoves on us, which is a, our line that you might see from a big draw a lot of the time, we're going to have to call, which is going to kind of suck. But I think we're going to have to call. Because 9-10 did get there. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of suck. But I think you're right. I think we're just going to have to call it off. Because if he has queen ten of spades. Yeah, or ace. Right. ace and he decided, to, he decided yeah. to flat so he can make a move on the yeah. turn if, if we 
you know, he's going to be aggressive on the turn no matter what yeah. kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Queen he, of Spades blocks the nuts now. So, you know, like, that's, that's yeah. a hand you might see him do that with. Yeah. So, yeah, Charles does continue, and he really charges the draws. He bets 13K into 15,625. I think Charles is doing great. Yeah. Except Post-flop. For the, except Post-flop. for the pre-flop thing. Yeah. I agree. All right. What do you want to do as Mariano now? <sighs> what have we done? Okay. So, Charles absolutely can have the nuts here. Yes, he can. It makes sense for Charles to have the nuts. He can also have a two pair or a set that he's not folding, of course. Right. Um, I think we shouldn't assume we can get Charles to fold 8 8 or King Jack. That seems really optimistic. Yep. Even though we could say we're repping 9 10, I don't know if we can tell a great story with that mm-hmm. because of what we just said about his call on the turn right? mm-hmm. or his call on the flop. Um, so I don't, I'm concerned about fold equity here. Yeah. Besides 9-10, the other draws missed. If we, th- if we called because we thought we had the best hand on the flop some of the time against Charles specifically, forgetting about Nick Airball in either direction because maybe we looked up and thought he was folding yeah, or whatever. Sure. Um, well, then we still have the best hand almost always. Yeah. Right? As long as he doesn't have 9-10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just want to call, even though it's expensive as hell. It's really expensive. We have showdown value, though. Yeah. So that's good. If we had, like, the four or five of diamonds here, that would be a real problem, just calling. I mean, if he called the flop with four or five of well, diamonds. Well, yeah, <laughs> but forgetting about that. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, now that we're on the turn, calling this much with no showdown value and, and a draw that doesn't comes in one or every five times is a real problem. We may also think an eight is good a reasonable amount of the time. We beat King Jack if an eight comes in, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something. Um, if the board pairs, it may slow down. Um, Charles, even like we don't have to put any more money in on the river, anyway. On a lot of cards, yeah. But having said all that, it's still thirteen thousand. I think we have to call now. We have position. Maybe that'll help us. We can max them. You know, we're not. If the diamond comes, we're going to make sure a bet goes in. At I least. think we can't fold. Yeah, I think calling is fine. I think shoving is also fine. We've got to have some fold equity. Yeah, we have to have some. And of course, we get there sometimes. I mean, we might be able to fold out some of these monster draws on the turn. Which would be great. At, yeah, that's a great result. That would be really great for yeah. us. If, he, if Charles has queen, ten of spades, and we shove. By the way, it's, it's not the end of the world if he calls. We've got more equity yeah. than he does. So it's okay if he calls, and him folding is better. Yeah. You know, and so both those outcomes are okay. As long as he doesn't have 8-8, eight, eight, which is hard for him to have because we have an 8 in our hand. It's hard for him to have jack, jack, or king. So it's really just king, jack is what is the made hand that we're afraid of, right? Right. And we do have... a. A decent swath of outs against that hand. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. We really do. Any ace, any eight, any diamond. If I'm Mariano, though, I'm thinking it's either king-jack or it's, I guess, the one combo of eights, fine, king-jack, or it's one of these monster draws now. Yeah. Um, maybe we think none of those things are folding, though, because we know Charles well enough to know he's just going to call it off anyway. I okay, don't know. Maybe. That's possible. Once he bets 13000 now he's put in over $20,000 into this pot, and, you know, like, if we were to move in, just thinking about it, we're looking at, like, it's going to be, like, 40 to win, like, 80-ish. Queen-10 suited is at least close enough that he might find a call. Yeah. All those kinds of hands may just be like, yeah, fuck it. I just have to win. I don't have to win that often. It's mm-hmm. okay. Well, Mariano calls. Seems yeah. fine. I think it's fine. The pot is 41K. Yes. The river is the deuce of spades. Yes. Spades get there. Yes. Charles checks. That makes lots of sense. It does. How could you bet now as Charles? I don't know. I mean, you're not going to get called by a straight draw that missed. 
you will get shoved on or called by a flush that got there. Yes. So there's no value in betting except to not get bluffed by the draws. Right. Yeah, which is not a good reason. Agreed. Um, So we like everything Charles did post-flop. Yep. Maybe Charles makes up for a post-flop. It's possible. Maybe. You know, because I I have... These are all good. I I have no problem with any of his post-flop decisions. Yeah. All right. As Mariano, should we bet... And if we bet, of course, we're bluffing. Yes. So the question has two parts, which is, do we have any fold equity against the hands that are better than ours? That's a really important question. And are we behind often enough to need to bluff? Okay. So let's do it in reverse. Okay. Are we behind often enough that we need to bluff? I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah. Uh, When the spade comes, if Charles had a straight draw, he might... I, I would think he'd be inclined to bluff this card. Yeah. Now, admittedly, Mario could have spades himself, right. of course. But every time Mario doesn't have spades, it's really hard to call mm-hmm. on this river. Um, so, and Charles, if he, had a, if he had a straight draw, has nothing and knows he's losing. Yep. Kind of 100% of the time. So it just makes, it just fits so cleanly that this would be a card he'd take a shot with here and try and fold out Mario's two pair or whatever the hell Mario has. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, by the way, if they both have spade draws or both have big monster draws or whatever, being the first guy to act here is pretty useful, right? You mm-hmm. get to win the pot instead of lose it to the other guy who's bluffing. Um, if Charles had spades, I got to believe he would move in because if Mariano had a made hand, he's just going to check it back. Yep. Right? So I think, we, I, think Charles, I think we're almost always behind is what I'm getting to here. Yep. Right? The, the draws that missed are betting. The draws that came in are betting. All the made hands are checking. Yep. So they check, and here we are. So we are behind. Can we get one of those hands to fold is an important question. The two made hands that I think make the most sense are... Really, it's King Jack. Yeah. That's the hand. Can we get him to fold King Jack? It's King Jack and sets of eights. But, yeah. of course, now we know he can have Jack 8, he can have King 8 too, but we block those. Right. Let's, let's assume we're not thinking of that even, because we know that now. But as Mariano, maybe we don't know that. Right. And also, King 8 may be really different than Jack 8 because you can't make a straight with So it's an eight. interesting spot. And this, yeah. this is where player dependency is a huge piece of this because I think it has become clear, and you, you outlined this quite well, that Charles very rarely has a flush and very rarely has a missed straight draw. So he always has what is now a medium to strong hand, yeah. but not a nutted hand and not a nothing hand. Yeah. So it really depends on the player. Should we try to get this player to fold that type of hand? Right. A hand that can't beat any value, basically. Right, that when we choose to bet. Yeah. Right. Um, Well, I mean, you're right. It's completely player dependent. Uh, Are we the kind of guy who flats, who cold flats the raise on the flop with spades is an important question. I have no idea. He cold flatted with ace eight of diamonds. So I guess the answer is yes. Yeah. We probably can be that guy. Okay, that's good. In this case, right? Yeah. We can rep spades. It's not impossible for us to have spades. But it doesn't feel like we have spades when we cold flat there. Because mostly, right? Mostly we can be aggressive or fold a lot of our draws. You would think, think, but, but not always. Surprised us with what he flatted with. You know what? So. You're right. That's true. That's true. So maybe, so maybe that's not fair to say. Um, should we try and get Charles off it? We're always losing. We put in all this money. It seems absurd to put in all this money and, and, and give up now. Is, but, but, but if we're I'm just giving if up doing more money. On, yeah, yeah. But if I think, if I, so from that point of view, I want to fire. From the point of view of 
we're really firing at a very strong range here, which is, it feels like at worst is top two. Is top two really going to fold enough of the time? I don't can't know. We, can't we target something weaker than this in the world? In the world. I would love to target. Could he have Jack X of Spades? Raise the flop. Continue. No, no, no. Jack of the Spades is a problem. We're losing to that. He has a flush. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah, flush is bad. Yeah, never mind. I guess I think we're supposed to give up. You think so? I think so. What do you think? I'm not totally sure because... This is why I said it was player dependent. Yeah, because like we might be able to get him to fold these hands. I can, the see, I can see the reason that Mariano does ultimately decide to bluff because it looks... The story is pretty good, actually. Yeah, it is. He has a, Mariano has a good story of having spades if he's the guy who can flat the, the raise on the flop with spades. The only weak hand Mariano is supposed to have here is a, is a missed straight draw without spades, which it's hard to believe he called on the flop. So actually, Mariano is supposed to have really good strength here. Maybe Mariano can, can bluff this. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. His range is very strong. If but it doesn't here. matter if Charles is just a station with yes. these other hands. Like That's yes. what it comes down to. I agree with you that his story is like, you're only ahead of basically like ace-10 and queen-10 and ace-queen of diamonds. And I don't think ace-10 and ace-queen of diamonds are really there that often because of preflop. Yeah. So you're only really ahead of queen-10 of diamonds now, which would have gotten here this way, right, For from a reasonable player. Right. Uh, so you should fold all of your two-pair hands because I usually have the spades or the made straight that I, I know is good because you check the river, you know? Yeah. So I think... It's a reasonable time to bluff from a theory perspective. It all ultimately comes down to the type of player Charles is. Yeah. Mariano bets 21K into 41K. What that do you th- feels like a huge mistake. You think you need to bet bigger? I think if you're going to bet, you've got to go for all of it because like, we're trying to fold out at least top two. We can't yeah. make it easy for top two to call. That feels like it's easy. Top two has to be right one out of four times to break even here. I mean, that just makes it... He can talk himself into that. I think we have to go all in. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And as evidence to that, Charles does not waste a second before calling yeah. with Jack eight, which is not top two. But I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, I would think since he's calls so quickly here that he's probably calling the all in also, but he's probably going to think about it at least. Like if you don't make him think about it when you're bluffing, something's wrong. Yeah. Right now, once in a while, you just run into the top of their range and they, they got you. But mostly like it doesn't sometimes I'm even almost indifferent to the outcome when I'm bluffing. Obviously I want the people to fold, but if they go into the long tank, I kind of done my job, you know, like I've made some part of the range, which is uncomfortable, really not know what to do. That's something, right? That's part of what I'm supposed to be doing. Another thing is that we did not run into the top of the range. If our analysis on Charles is correct, which it might be way off. Maybe we know nothing about Charles, but if our analysis on Charles is correct, this is the bottom of his range. His range is Jack gate through plus through 8-8, eight, eight, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jack-8, uh, then King-8, King then King-Jack, oh, right. then 8-8. Eight, eight. If he can have King-8. Maybe yeah. King-8 suited. Maybe he can have that. Yeah. yeah. I guess so, he probably So he has does. the worst hand in his range, and he right. snaps. He snaps anyway. Maybe an all-in puts him to a test there. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I, it, uh, I would guess he probably calls with it anyway, but I think if we're, if we're going to pull the trigger and we're targeting King-Jack, which I think is exactly what we're targeting because we have an 8 in our hand, I think we 100% have to go all-in here. Like, we got the spades. Call if you want, buddy. You know? It all goes back to that call on the flop. Yeah. That got us here. Why did we do that? Maybe we'll find out. I'm, I am curious. So he ends up, he ends up losing $40,000 post-flop when he really could have... I think almost everyone else in the world just puts in no money post-flop. Yeah. So it's really fascinating. Maybe he makes this work for himself in other spots, this, this weird cold flat play on the flop, and then you know stealing it later or getting there later or whatever, enough that it's profitable, but it seems unlikely. It does. So we're going to take a break and actually listen to what Mariano has to say on his vlog and come back and uh, let you know what he had to say. 
Okay, we have heard Mariano's thought process on the hand. Yep. Um, let's just go through it chronologically. This is an interesting assumption that Mariano made. He thought that Charles would trap the flop with King Jack and that that was Charles's most likely two pair because, of course, he blocks King 8 and Jack 8 with Ace 8. So he thinks that means that Charles is draw heavy and he says he's seen Charles trap with hands like top two before. The thing that's interesting about it is there's four players in the hand when Charles raises. Um, there's three other players in the hand. And yeah. it's a very wet board. It's exactly the kind... Like, it's weird that Mariano thinks Charles would be trapping, allowing everyone with all their myriad draws to see the turn. Now, maybe he's right. Yeah. I haven't seen Charles play very much. Um, he says, I've seen Charles do this a lot before, but I wonder if he was taking into account the nature of the, the wet and dy- the dynamicism of the board, basically, because that's really vital to this stuff, and that's why I think Charles is raising... Anyway, maybe he would trap sometimes with this hand, but this board is just way too wet to do that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect most players to trap with King Jack, but if no. if Mariano puts Charles on being a particularly trappy player right. and unbalanced in that way, then sure, he, then he blocks the King 8 and Jack 8, which might feel too... Like two, like they have to raise because they're too vulnerable. Um, I guess. I guess. I don't know. That that was extra insight that we didn't have, at least that Mariano right. thinks he has at the very least. So, and then he believes that his call looks super strong, and that Nick Airball is going to fold most things that aren't really good. He's right about that. We, yeah, we we definitely agree with that. You can see why he'd even think that. Too, yeah, right. Like that makes sense that you think that. If yeah. you're up against a, another thinking player, you know they're going to see that and be very aware that you flat it there. Right. Um, the turn is mostly normal stuff. It's like, got to continue with his hand, et cetera. Yeah. He never really considers raising, at least no. um, in the vlog. Um, but still, it's totally fine to call there. Uh, interestingly enough, although kind of expected, he essentially puts Charles on the same range on the river once Charles checks that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did include king-queen in the range that oh, Charles okay. could have. But beyond that, he puts him on a lot of two-pair type hands. Right. Uh, and then you know the question we asked was, would he fold that range to a bet? And Mariano says, I definitely think he's going to fold two pair if I bet. Right. And so, then he bets half pot. And then and he bets half pot because he, he, he thinks that's w- what he would do with a flush or a set. Which is also interesting to me that he says that. Like, you wouldn't go all in. You wouldn't bet just full pot because it's all in. It's like you have a pot size bet back. Why wouldn't you just go all in when you make your flush on the river? Well, if Mariano believes that that's what he would do. Right. Then I guess he's trying to do it for consistency. Yeah. The question again is player dependent. Does that matter when it, when Charles is in the hand? I don't know. I assert it does not. Without really knowing when Charles is flatting Jack Eight off to the raise with two blinds behind him pre flop, I would be shocked if he's aware of Mariano's river sizing. You know, as a percentage of the pot, depending on the, how strong his hand is, I'd be really surprised. I could be wrong, but I assert that I am not. So I think this all went south for Mariano. Um, because he believed Char- certain things about Charles that were not necessarily true. And I've definitely been in that spot oh, before course, where we all I, have. I make the wrong assumptions about a player because then he's like, and I guess Charles didn't even consider folding. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like upset about it. And that was me imitating Mariano because he has that sing song way about talking. Um, anyway, yeah. So I still, like, I understand what he's saying on the flop, the impetus of this whole thing. I still don't like the flat on the flop with the ace eight. It honestly feels like, he, and, and I don't know if this is true, but I can relate to this a little bit, and I've seen lots of players do this, and him being like so wrong about so many things in terms of what Charles' mindset, at least in this particular hand, that like he had a particular image of Charles, and just, and almost it sounds like there's like something a, like, almost like bothers him about Charles yeah. or something, you know, that he thinks like, oh, he played this hand this way, he never played this hand this way, I've really got him like nailed down sort of. 
Um, and then, of course, he'll, I'll get him to fold this here. And, and he's just wrong about everything. Like, so much that I wonder if it's, like, something's concretized because he saw Charles play one hand once that really stuck yeah. out to him. Or maybe a few hands once or in one session he was doing this kind of stuff. And it just has stayed with him. And he's like, I'm going to get him back for that. Like, right. I'm waiting for my opportunity. He thought this would be a really cool thing. It's possible also, I, I do want to say, that he's doing, he's also playing hands a little bit more exotically. One, because he's on HCL and he's trying to be able to come back. Yeah. To, although he's popular enough, they're always going to want him back. So he doesn't yeah. really need to worry about that. But he's also doing it like for the vlog a little bit. That said, this is real money. I mean, that's a lot of in, money. And it isn't like he's crushing it, you know what I mean, financially with, with poker. I, I think he put out a thing on how he did last year. And like it wasn't, I, or someone, someone added up all his stuff or something. I don't know. I saw something where like he's like profitable, but he's not like doing amazing or anything. Like this, this, this amount of money should be like a thing. This should matter to him is what I'm trying to get to. Right. I mean, he, I think he thought he was making the right play at every, right. at every turn. Right. Like, yeah, he does do some explanation of it, and I, I'm glad he did, because I think it's a bit more explanation than we got in the last hand that we did with him. Absolutely. No, there's, um, there are reasons here. He just was wrong about everything, yeah. at least. Like, he had assumptions. They were incorrect. Right, which, okay. which is going to get you a lot of the time, because no like, his technical analysis of the situation was, was there's nothing wrong with it. It was mm-hmm. Everything that went wrong was based on his assumptions about Charles. Right, because he actually even says on the flop, he's like, you're, you're pretty much always folding this hand in this bout yeah. when he raises. However, yeah. Charles specifically, blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Well, okay. I mean, if you believe all that about Charles and you think he's not going to play the, the made hand strong, I mean, I still might fold anyway because I got Nick behind me, but he's thinking the opposite, which I understand, which is, well, if I flat, Nick's going to fold like almost yeah. everything. So actually, I get to have it and I get to have position on him and this is going to go, this could go great. Yeah. Sounds like Mariano would be really a rough player to have at your table. He's going to like really hmm. fight for these situations all the time. You yeah. Know? Like, there's going to be some big pots that don't have to be big pots, stuff like that. I mean, Mario is one of those guys you just have to call a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you just have to like put on your hard hat and be like, okay, I mean, I lose a lot, but obviously I have to call again. You well, know? maybe maybe Mariano was right about Charles when he's seen Charles play other players, but maybe Charles is more observant of Mariano than Mariano realizes, mm. and maybe Charles had a plan all along. I mean, what do you think the plan was? Call. <laughs> I mean, like the spade comes, so yeah. Charles checks. And yeah. I mean, if Mario goes all in, maybe Charles thinks about it. I don't know. But I, but I do think it's... A, I, I want to say this one other thing, which we sort of touched on. He sizes it as if he has a straight or a set, right? And he's thinking about this. But flush like, or a set. Flush or a set, I'm sorry. Um, I guess a straight, too, though. He could have yeah. nine, ten. He didn't theory. mention a straight, but... Well, At any point. Yeah. Really. yeah, that's true. But, like, it only matters if that's going to affect Charles, though. If yeah, Charles course. isn't paying attention to that stuff, then we should size it in a way that's going to get the most folds, and that's all we should think about. Each individual decision, unless it will have huge impact on future decisions against other players, should be the highest equity decision against that player right then. Yeah. I would, I would think. Right. Yeah. And, like, you can be aware that you might not play that way against other players. Who cares? Yeah. So don't. Just yep. play that way against this player right now. Yeah. 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 Anyway, interesting stuff. Cool. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.